Football is a way of life. This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball, bring him down. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? People can learn a great deal from a skillfully played football game. Off. What civilized person would play a game with the skin of an innocent pig? Let's talk about playing football. Here's Danger Dean with the BNW in the PNW. Hello and welcome to another week, Broncos country. Um, another sad week because, yes, the playoffs are in, in full effect. And no, the Broncos are not a part of that conversation. I mean, it's still fun watching the games. It just it would be a lot better if, you know, our heart was in the game. Um, that's all I'm saying. My name is Danger Dean. Hello. Welcome to the BNW podcast, Broncos Northwest. If you'd like to get a hold of the show, we've got a few different ways you can do so. First off, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you have any of those platforms, just search for at the BNW podcast. Friend us, add us. Follow us. Do what you got to do. Also, shoot us an email, broncosnorthwestpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can always call or text into the show and share your thoughts. 713-4-DANGER. Area code 713, the number four, danger. Just leave a message and uh, we'll share your opinions here on the show. If there's something you'd like to say about the team, if there's something you'd like to say about the show itself, any and all comments are welcome. And uh, not only is it a big week in playoffs news, but it is a big week in Broncos country as well. Plenty to get to, plenty to talk about, and we're definitely going to do that on this episode. First off, I mentioned the playoff scenario. Things are looking a little more clear after the dust settled from the weekend, and the NFC Championship game looks like Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. That's going to be a good one. Brady and Rodgers. Um, expect fireworks. Uh, and then for the AFC, we've got Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Again, this weekend, we're going to figure out who's going to the championship game. I don't know if I'm allowed to actually say the name of it. I know in uh, in radio, I was never allowed to, to actually use the term. Um, rather, I'll just say the bowl that is super. Uh, and as far as the AFC is concerned, let's go Buffalo. If Kansas City gets back to the game this year, I I may lose it. And you'll probably hear all about it. Yeah, so I think I speak collectively for us all when I say, F-U-K-C, Buffalo, get this thing done, baby. Join the show, 713-4-DANGER. My, 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 what a week the Broncos have had. A busy, busy week. Last week, I swear, as soon as I was done uh, putting down last week's episode, then all the news broke. Everything waited until I was done uh, for the news to break that the new GM for the Denver Broncos will be none other than George Payton. Uh, now, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit here last week. You know, I, I was talking about the idea of them landing George Payton and a possibility of even landing uh, champ Kelly as part of the front office as well. Now, what I've got to base that on are the fact that the Broncos actually had both men on their list. As far as what they've done, their accolades, what they've accomplished, um, what their job is. I can't really sit here and lie to you and say that I'm knowledgeable on the general manager position in football because, because I'm really not. 
Uh, so I did a little digging and I uh, figured I would go on to share some of this with you because I'm assuming that you as well aren't as knowledgeable in the general manager uh, aspect either. Uh, so a little background on Peyton. Uh, he played defensive back at UCLA and played pro football in Italy and Austria. So he's not unfamiliar with the game as it's played because he's actually been there. He's got uh, a mind for it, if you will. Uh, he was also a coach, a head coach for a high school team in his hometown of a little place called Los Angeles. Yeah, so he's even got some coaching experience, players experience, coaching experience. And on top of that, 24 years of NFL experience. Uh, that dates back to 1997 when he started out with the Bears. Uh, he was with them until 2000. Then he went on to the Dolphins, where he was there until 2006. And then ultimately landing with the Vikings in 2007 until, well, the Denver Broncos plucked him up. Stokeman Denver. He also has six playoff berths under his belt, four division titles, and two NFC Championship game appearances with the Vikings. So he's no stranger to finding necessary talent to make a successful football team. No, no, they never made it to the big game, but two NFC Championship game appearances, that's that's pretty big. Uh, he also helped Minnesota land 13 Pro Bowlers in the last 10 drafts. Now, think about that. Think about what we as fans have had to endure over the last, let's say, 10 drafts. Out of who we've drafted and who is still there, it's it's pretty abysmal. Um, safe to say that Denver has not had great success in the draft. So maybe George Payton will come along and add that necessary spark to the proverbial fire. And the main thing, the main thing I think we have to keep in consideration when we're talking about George Payton is this was the Broncos guy. This is the guy at the top of their list. This was the guy that they were hoping to get. And it turns out they did. So I asked the question last week when we were talking about it, what is the lure? What is the draw for a widely sought after general manager to come to Denver? Where I honestly couldn't, answer that off the top of my head uh the young core thing maybe that's that's got something to do with it um I really don't think it's Drew Locke but regardless of how I feel about it apparently there was enough intrigue in Denver to draw a guy like George Payton to come and try to clean things up in the organization so to speak if he and John Elway can work hand in hand and really get on the same page in the next month and a half then perhaps this thing starts in March when free agency hits. I want to see him get right to work, make the proper moves, hopefully right the ship by the beginning of the 2021 season. That's that's what we can be hopeful for, and that's, that's my expectation. I'm going to say it right now. Those are my expectations, George, M Mr. Payton. And now, the bad news. Yeah, that's right. Not all news is good news. Von Miller recently had some issues with his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Megan Denise. Told you a little bit about that last week, what we knew and where no other details have really come up about that particular incident. We, we really haven't even gotten a confirmation if the text messages sent were actually from Vaughn or not. A lot of people speculating that it might not have been Vaughn. Maybe it was a setup by his ex-girlfriend. Well, details are, are slowly starting to come in and you, you can't help but think and hope that, that this thing isn't going to affect Von Miller in, in the long run. You can't help but think of his his past indiscretions, things he's been in trouble before, um, mostly for the substance abuse stuff. We haven't really seen any kind of um, anger or violence 
from Vaughn. But it really did look like he was matured and, and past this kind of disruptive behavior. And like I said, the, the details that are coming out really are sparse, few and far between, if any. We haven't heard anything further than what he was in trouble for. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out, Broncos linebacker Von Miller is under investigation by the Parker Police Department and will be represented by noted Colorado attorney Harvey Steinberg, per reports. Steinberg's a, a, a big dude in Denver, especially when it comes to um, athletes and people in the spotlight. A good lawyer. Why you would need a guy of that caliber? That's, that's the question that I have. What? happened. Uh, he goes on to say no charges have been filed and no information has been released as to what the investigation is about. Does this have to do with Megan Denise? Because a lot of people are thinking that this was maybe related to a retaliation due to the text messages that were released. Well, Megan Denise also took to her social media to elaborate further. She said, quote, in light of recent media reports regarding my relationship with Vaughn, I feel that I need to address a couple of things. First and foremost, at no point in our relationship was there any type of physical abuse or violence by Vaughn whatsoever. For anyone to say otherwise or to speculate such is wrong. With regards to my social media posts, a part was misconstrued and taken out of context. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what part was misconstrued or taken out of context um, specifically. She goes on to say, I do regret making a private conversation public and in doing so, bringing unwanted attention to both Vaughn and myself. Vaughn and I are excited to be welcoming our baby into the world and are committed to raising our child with love and compassion together as a family. Um, and again, no, I'm not going to speculate any further as to what happened. Um, but the timing of this seems a little odd. We'll just wait to see the information as it comes out, because I think that a lot of that is going to rely on Vaughn's future with the organization, what they actually find out in this investigation. Hopefully everything is on the up and up and even more so, hopefully we don't lose Vaughn. And another story we touched on briefly last week, Deshaun Watson and the Texans going through a bitter divorce. Uh, Deshaun absolutely wants out of Houston, absolutely wants nothing to do with McNair, uh, the organization as a whole. He wants out so much so that Texans fans were planning a uh, parade or a celebration of some kind to honor the Texans and their and their season, even though they didn't get to the playoffs. However, Deshaun said he wasn't going to be there because he didn't want to uh, put the fans at risk of covid and all of that, which is totally fine, totally respectable, totally understandable. But for me, that sounds like, yeah, thanks. But uh, no, thanks. I'm going to go peruse elsewhere. And it really looks like this thing isn't going to go away like like I really thought it would. I thought that we'd have some rumors, it would get brushed under the rug, and then that, that'd be it. Wipe our hands clean. The word is Watson absolutely wants nothing to do with the Texans, so the possibility might be a real one if the Broncos can remain in the conversation. And, and again, another big part of that would have to do with George Payton the new general manager. Does he see enough of an increase in productivity if they bring in a guy like Watson over Drew Locke? Um, would this be adequate competition for Drew Locke? What if they brought in Deshaun Watson and Drew Locke beat him out? I mean, I, I know that wouldn't happen, but wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I, I'm still not 100% sure if I'm on board with bringing him in because I, I just keep thinking about the price tag that's going to come along with his contract. Because you know he's going to want to get paid. If it's affordable enough for the team to get behind him and still have room for a couple of free agency pieces to come in, then then maybe, maybe I get behind the idea. The last thing I want to see is Denver overspend on a quarterback 
and then they're stuck in a situation where they can't add pieces around him. Granted, this is a very young team and, and a lot of contracts won't be up for another few years. However, you have to have enough to pay the pieces that are in place currently. I've seen a lot of people saying to cut Melvin Gordon and that, that for me, I, I think would be a terrible idea. We saw how productive he could have been in this offense. And if they're going to keep the offensive coordinator in place and not really do much as far as that goes, then why not keep a, a productive piece of the team? Someone that proved to be beneficial in a season that essentially went nowhere. I think you keep him for the next year. I don't think you you cut him. If you can keep some of these potential free agency pieces, maybe land one or two needed skill positions and get Deshaun Watson, then, then yes, but it has to be affordable. It has to make sense for the team. They can't just throw all their money in a quarterback and, and hope that this fixes things. I will say having a quarterback with the talent that Deshaun Watson has is so intriguing. As I've said before, you need somebody that can contend with the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr and apparently Chad Henney because we have to watch out for the second string quarterbacks in the AFC West. I can't believe how well he played. They're supposed to lose that game. He might look homeless, but if he asks you for money, just ignore him. It's Danger Dean and the BNW Podcast. Assignment Broncos country. Last week, I asked you with a handful of contract negotiations needing to be dealt with before next season, who do you think stays and who do you think goes? Uh, for me, with Vaughn being in trouble, um, that's going to be something to to keep a sharp eye on. But I, I have this just overwhelming feeling, and my gut is telling me that the possibility of Vaughn being back on the team next year is uh, a very slim one. I don't want them to lose Vaughn. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they need to get rid of him. I, I don't want him. I, my jersey that I wear every week is a Vaughn Miller jersey. I don't want to have to buy another one. Um, but I just, I just think there's a strong possibility that they're not going to bring him back next season. Um, if that's the case, that would open up a bunch of money uh, to go nuts in free agency or, you know, locking up some of the guys that they currently have on the roster that are in negotiations. Uh, guys like... Justin Simmons, Elijah Wilkinson, Tim Patrick, uh, Shelby Harris. For me, Timmy Pats, Tim Patrick is a must. You have to keep him on the team. His connection with Locke that we saw last season, I think you can grow on that. You give the kid a little bit of comfort, a little bit of uh, security in the pocket with a guy like Tim Patrick, and maybe he flourishes. I'd like to see them get Lindsey signed and then keep the potential of the the Lindsey Gordon one-two punch possibly Troy Fumagalli. And the only reason I say that is because the Broncos have just had terrible luck when it comes to the tight end position. Fumagalli knows the system, but as far as main concerns, an area of importance, I don't think it's a, it's a huge one. Just something I would like to see. Otherwise, Fant, Vanette, they're good. Everyone else, I say you, you let them test the water. Um, and I did pose the question on Facebook, and Kirk said, Patrick and Lindsay are restricted Slap them with the second round tenders, they'll be fine. That's a good idea in theory. I just feel if you you slap, maybe Tim Patrick, yes. I could see uh, restricting Tim Patrick, but I just feel like Lindsay is a guy that is homegrown that the Denver Broncos could take the in initiative and sign him to a contract before they have to sign him to a tender. Now, I, I know the Broncos aren't big into making a commitment when it comes to their running backs, but... I mean, the talent that this kid has is unmatchable. 
and it's undeniable. And you know the guy's got a few more years in the tank. So in that scenario, I say you put the second round tender on Timmy Pats and you still sign Lindsay. You can't have that bad blood in the organization, especially coming from a guy as productive as Philip Lindsay. Kyle said Patrick is getting traded probably sometime in the draft. Lindsay may be re-signed. Simmons getting paid. Uh, yeah, I think Simmons is going to get paid for sure. Um, and by the Broncos, obviously. It would be a huge, huge mistake if um, they didn't give this man a contract, especially as productive as he was in the 2020 season when there wasn't a lot to win. You still saw Justin Simmons making a huge impact on defense, especially in a, in a backfield that was pretty lackluster, uh, to say the least. Patrick getting traded would be just a big mistake as well. I think if you let him go or you trade him to another contender, I, I don't really know what you would be accomplishing um, unless you have Deshaun Watson. If you have Deshaun Watson, then then maybe I can see that happening because, I mean, he's such a good player. You, you could bring pretty much anybody in here, right? He's going to have Judy. He's going to have Sutton. So Tim Patrick wouldn't be as needed. Now, I say he's a key piece, if Drew Locke is here. And that is simply based on the relationship that him and Locke have built together, especially in a season where we saw Jerry Judy not quite take to the offense as well as we would hoped he would, um, especially for where he was drafted. But if you're going to bring in Deshaun Watson, then absolutely, uh, yeah, let's trade him away and get some draft capital. Because if they trade for Deshaun Watson, they may need it. Thank you so much for all of your responses. Of course, every single week, you can head on over to the Facebook page or any of the social media or even give us a call or text in here and, and give us your opinion, and we'll definitely play that here on the show. And another one for you, Assignment Broncos Country. Do you think having George Payton in as general manager will be luring enough for big-name free agents to consider Denver a desirable landing spot? Remember, reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at the BNW podcast, Broncos Northwest podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to shoot me an email and of course, the phone number, if you'd like to call or text in anytime, leave a message if I don't answer 713-4-DANGER. That's 713, the number four, D-A-N-G-E-R. Call or text in. As always, thank you for joining the BNW podcast. My name is Danger Dean. Bye.